0: Hello and welcome to What's the Story? Who am I trying to be? Hello
1: and welcome to What's the Story
0: Ghost? I'm your host, Annette.
1: Hello, I'm Stephen.
0: Do you know what it is? It's because I'm on the wrong side again. Um, so I'm oh, starting again.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome <laughs> to...
0: <laughs> we noticed that last week there were a lot of bangs, From the mic boom, so we're trying to reorganize the recording space. So bear with us while I I just feel a little discombobulated. Why do you have my water? Are you trying to be me? No, this was your side and you left it behind. (laughs) I am on the dark side now. Stephen! Do you know, in all the research I did, I actually have no idea where this painting currently is.
1: We're doing a painting? We're doing another haunted object. What episode number is it?
0: It is, sorry, um, we are on episode 88.
1: Paint the gate. <laughs> None of these are real bingo calls. Yep. Should we crack on? Let's crack on.
0: The last time I covered a haunted painting, if you haven't heard it yet, it's episode 37, The Crying Boy Painting. But anyway, when I covered that episode, I thought to myself, I'm so glad we aren't art people. We're more vain and just hang photos we've taken ourselves. But if I stumble upon a market of a random Sunday while exploring Kildare as we're known to do now at the weekend, and I happen to find a beautiful painting, and I am swept up in a whirlwind of feelings, and I just have to have it? Feel free to remind me how I felt while doing the deep dive for this episode before I hand over my bank card. Some art is abstract and can be interpreted in many ways. It can mean something completely different to different people. Some art comes with a story to describe what the artist was trying to convey, nearly like a bio for the characters in the painting. And some art, well, some art needs to come with a warning. Not just before you buy it, but before you lay eyes on it. Let's begin the story. In 1972, the artist Bill Stoneham created a painting entitled The Hands Resist Him. Stoneham's spouse penned a poem titled Hands Resist Him, inspired by her husband's experience of being adopted and not knowing his biological parents. Stoneham had a deal with Charles Feingarten, the owner of a nearby gallery, to create two paintings monthly for a fee of $200 each. In search of inspiration, he utilised his wife's poem and an old photograph, but he never could have known what effect his inspiration would have on its beholders. The piece garnered widespread attention decades later as a supposed cursed work that induced macabre visions in those who viewed it. Stoneham revealed that the painting was based on a photograph taken of him at the age of five. His family had been residing in his grandmother's apartment in Chicago at the time as his father was frequently away on business. The photograph featured Stoneham and a young girl from the neighbourhood posing in front of a glass panelled door. During the creation of the painting Stoneham made alterations to the original image including blurring his own face and giving the young girl's features a lifeless doll-like appearance. Furthermore he painted hands reaching out from behind the glass door Which can be interpreted as hands reaching out to the children or as if attempting to grab the viewer. While it is acknowledged that art can be a window into an individual's psyche, it is important to note that the painting's creator intended the hands to symbolise various possibilities. Stoneham has stated that the glass door represents the thin divide between reality and dreams, while the girl doll figure serves as a guide through these realms. It's interesting to note that the painting was exhibited in a gallery show hosted by Feingarten in 1974, which was attended by actor John Marley, notable for his role as Jack Waltz in The Godfather, and art critic Henry Seldes did the painting's first write-up. Unfortunately, the painting's association with untimely deaths has given rise to speculation about its alleged curse. According to reports... Henry Seldes passed away in 1978 on the eve of his 53rd birthday. Although his death was officially ruled a suicide, the exact circumstances surrounding his demise remain unclear. Charles Feingarten, who hosted the art show, passed away in 1981 after battling cancer. And as for Marley, the actor with the horse head in the bed, died in 1984 following heart surgery at age 77. Before Marley passed, he sold the painting, but no one knew who to. After Marley passed away, an elderly couple from California discovered the painting at an old brewery site. They later listed it on eBay in February 2000. The couple claimed that the painting was cursed or haunted, and made several assertions to support their claim. They alleged that the characters in the painting moved at night and occasionally left the painting. The original eBay listing said, and in all caps, one morning our four and a half year old daughter claimed that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. The father of the young girl set up a motion sensor camera to prove to her that there was nothing to fear. However, instead of finding reassurance, the father discovered footage of a boy crawling out of the painting. Also included in the listing, a series of photographs that were said to be evidence that the female doll character threatened the male character with a gun that she was holding in an attempt to make him leave the painting. And the listing included a disclaimer absolving the seller of liability. The listing received over 30,000 views, with some viewers claiming supernatural experiences after looking at a photo of the painting. Reports included hearing an exorcist-type voice and feeling a blast of hot air becoming ill upon seeing the painting, and having to burn white sage to cleanse the house. After the initial bid of $199, the painting sold for $1,025 to the Perception Gallery in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the legend of the haunted painting continued to spread online. The Perception Gallery's owner reported that no strange occurrences had happened yet, aside from what others had previously reported, However, reports from other people familiar with the work continued to surface, such as printers mutilating pages when attempting to print downloaded images of the painting. The artist Stoneham was later commissioned to create two sequels and a prequel to the original painting. Despite the eerie nature of the painting and its subsequent sequels, Stoneham never intended to scare anyone. He believes that paintings are mysterious objects that draw people in with their subjective beauty and horror while creating art with one's hands adds power and legitimacy to the piece it's the betrayal of many hands reaching from an endless blackness toward our world that gives us the chills while the paintings suppose a curse remains a matter of debate It is worth noting that the painting itself is a brilliant example of how art can represent multiple interpretations and perspectives. Truly, one man's meditation is another man's nightmare.
1: What would you think of that story? I was, uh, that was a fun story. I
0: know, it was really short. Um, there's tons more I could have covered on it. I just didn't know exactly how to format it in a, you know, me just talking instead of us having a conversation. So, um, for anyone who obviously can't see, um, I am showing Stephen the other photographs because it's important to know kind of where the sequel came from. So the first photo is the, the boy and his doll friend, uh, which is creepy. Um, there have been reports where people said. I think it was actually the little girl who said that she saw the girl holding a gun. And I think if you're looking at the painting, you can see that she's holding a battery with exposed wires. I don't know if that's supposed to be like her heart or something. That's creepy in itself.
1: Um, that's in the original, isn't That's it? in
0: the original one. I'll show you the original one again because I, I, I like to find the long photos because the ones that are cropped don't really show how many hands are in it. Yeah. And you need to see all the hands because all the hands are creepy.
1: Do I? Do I need to see how scary this is?
0: It's not. But do you see if you were if you were a four-year-old kid, uh, no. or if that could look like a gun? Uh. It's basically one of the panes, or one of the pieces of wood between the two panes of glass, and. The battery
1: yeah i see that There's and it so kind of a, like
0: an old school kind of like
1: it's a pretty old school but in fairness boys are wearing sandals and shorts so it's pretty old school
0: oh god yeah this is, <laughs> the socks are halfway up his legs you can actually on. see
1: the crease where he's painted the the, the knee joint, yeah
0: and her elbow as well know. like he put a lot of it, it's crazy because he, he he he's very very talented no doubt about it um, I mean he has a haunted painting so I'm obviously going to say nothing but good things about the man <laughs> um, the he's... last
1: thing you want to do is end up in one of his paintings.
0: <laughs> Um the second painting is basically the young boy is now an older man with a beard and he kind of looks like something from like he looks like a time traveller did you get that vibe when I showed you the picture no he... I'll show you again he kind of oh, I want to say Indiana Jones but not Indiana Jones that's not who I'm thinking of I'm thinking of someone who's like had to try and survive i suppose because he has like the trench coat
1: oh this is a different one yeah
0: this is the second one sorry oh
1: so this is like
0: so this is supposed to be further down the line like a good few years down the line the hands are very defined they're not just is that a hand does that look like a hand i'm not quite sure if that looks like a hand like the first painting you could mistake it for something else but they're very defined you can see that
1: the, there I thought that was a battery operated thing with the cables hanging out very similar to what she was holding but it's I actually it's a hornet it's a hornet yeah, yeah you can see another one up there
0: um, and there. then the third painting is the perspective from the opposite side of the window um, and you can see it's the young boy's silhouette and the doll's silhouette now the fact that he was able to take a photo of him at the age of five with a neighbour and turn it into something as creative as this is amazing
1: it's absolutely it's amazing I can look at the this one because I started looking at the the sequel so the third one
0: this one kind of looks like the upside down to me only it has a bit more
1: color that's what I was thinking but every time I look at it the longer you look the more you see something else like another hand another hand yeah a a painting there he's something hanging from him this hand is controlled by a wire I'd love to see what else is going on on there yeah I know there's stuff coming out of the floor and it looks like little locks to things and Medusa, the boy is like a Medusa snake situation. It's got
0: vines coming out of it yeah. going into the ground but he has a paintbrush in his hand so I think he is one of the hands that represents the creative side yeah. because the the hands were supposed to represent opportunities and how we have dreams of things and we aspire to be things but sometimes we're too afraid to act on them mm. so it's 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 a real mind-jiggery kind of painting but it, it surprises me in no way, shape, or form that people thought that this thing was haunted. Because I have walked past, like, say, some of the fancy hotels that we've stayed in for people's weddings or just, you know, nice occasions. I have walked past portraits of people who are donkey's years dead. And I'm like, is that is that guy following me? That guy is following me! But I've never slept in a room with a portrait before. And my mind does crazy things when... I'm half asleep. Do you remember when the kids were, I mean, teeny, 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 tiny. And you had took one of them into the bed. I know we're just. going. You took one of them into the bed to try and soothe them back asleep and then put him back in his cot, which you did. But you forgot the middle part. So when you woke up... In my
1: defence, we were delirious. We were delirious.
0: Sleeping. But you woke up convinced that he was under the pillow for some reason.
1: I couldn't see him. I looked... <laughs> no. I thought he was still beside me. And I looked and you and in your delirium, you will look everywhere. And I was really hoping I wasn't going to find them under the pillow because that's obviously a bad, I looked on the pillow, I looked on the floor beside the bed.
0: You woke me to look under my pillow. I was like, ah, dude, come on. If you want to be delirious, be delirious by yourself. But when you are tired and your mind starts to play tricks on you, it's, it's very hard to make sense of things, but when you have this portrait staring at you, of course that thing's
1: going to start talking to you. Well, yeah, it gets your mind gone, and then you have weird dreams. Like, I'm watching Hannibal at the moment, and it's Before a, bedtime. What are you a, doing? A, like, like? It's a mind melt. I've only a couple of episodes, and I just want to get it done so I can, <laughs> so I can move <laughs> on with my life.
0: You, you came over to me during the week, and you were like, I oh, had the weirdest dreams, and I was like, that's because you watched Hannibal and you ate cheese. There are sandwich. two combinations
1: that you're not supposed to do. Cheese sandwich, wash it down with a glass of milk, and then I watched time. Hannibal.
0: <laughs> All the calcium going to bed. Yeah. For, have those,
1: you, for those of you who can't afford drugs, cheese sandwich, glass cheese milk. Cheese sandwich. Trippy Season 3 dreams. of Hannibal.
0: Trippy dreams. Um, have you any characters for
1: me? Uh, well, actually, uh-huh. <laughs> the artist is okay. some sort of creepy guy uh, and none other than Mads Mickelson. Do you know who he is? No. It's a cool name for this particular Mads, M-A-D-S. He is the fellow who plays Hannibal in Hannibal. Of
0: course he is. Of course he is, and do you know what? You could name a whole bunch of people out of that because I will not watch that program. I barely, barely made it through Dexter.
1: Yeah, well, the intro to Dexter was probably the hardest thing to watch when he was cutting up the ham, and he was. You and then watching.
0: the orange, and I was like, "Oh, why? is this supposed? Is this is this supposed to scare me or turn me on?" It was like one of those sensual breakfasts, and I'm like, "That's not meat he's cutting." It was ASMR. Although, did he ever eat them, or did he just chop them up? No, he just chopped them up. Hannibal Lecter ate them. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a normal thing to do.
1: Like, Well, it is. If your nickname is Hannibal to Hannibal. Is it a good show?
0: Yeah. Would I be able for it? No. Okay,
1: oh, <laughs> I appreciate your <laughs> honesty. I recommend <laughs> your sister watching it, though.
0: No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> um, I think it was the last year. The last year we went on a boat trip. Uh, we're, we're not boat people. We don't own a boat. We're just like like regular people who rent a boat one of the years that we went i think it was the last year we went on the boat and i think you joined us for the second half of the week but we somehow managed to convince my sister to watch hacksaw ridge which yes it is a gory movie and yes if you're more affected by movies that are like based on true events and they 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 really tend to like hit different this is this is one of those movies because it is based on true events but it's very gory and I was like, Hannah, I promise you, it'll be worth it. And I, I think, I think a lot of a lot of alcohol needed to be drank after that, so that the poor thing could fall asleep. Because some people just aren't built for those kind of things. I I don't think she's ever watched Dexter. I don't think she'd like Dexter. No. No, she uses my uh, Disney account to watch The Kardashians. So if you ever log on to my Disney, please don't assume that it's me watching The Kardashians. I don't have any interest in The Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Fame for the sake of being famous just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> please follow my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the painting. There are a couple of things that he has done that are kind of freaky deaky and would definitely kind of spark your imagination and when i say things are abstract there's there's nothing abstract about like that's terrifying that's the kind of stuff i have nightmares about it's like i love trees but when they have no leaves on them despite the fact that autumn and winter and springtime so basically anything other than summer is my favorite season of the year for some weird reason spiny trees freak me out that's that's not that's not pleasant for me and i know that there's a forest i'm not 100 percent sure where it is i'm I think it's in Poland, but all of the trees look like, as they were growing, they got hit with a shockwave and they all just go and bend to the right and then up again. No, no. Forests with creepy trees are just not for me. That's, no, I don't like that. Um, but his paintings are very interesting and he is a very talented man. Is there anything else that we should say about
1: it? It's funny what you see in advance because that what does that look like to you? Uh, uh,
0: looking through an owl's mouth.
1: Uh, I'm looking through a bullet hole in a set of golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did say it was abstract. So we finish up there. Say your words. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I will of course include the links in the show notes. And if you have any questions on this or any other episode, our socials are what's the story ghost on Instagram and what's the story Ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share. And those
1: are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. I'm Hannibal the Cannibal and I'm gonna eat ya. Hannibal the cannibal, I'm gonna eat ya with a glass of lima beans. Bye. Bye. I had not. I, just, I, uh, I, I never would have guessed that was <laughs> just pure perfection, Stephen. <laughs>